0: Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. It's good to have you here on a Thursday. It's the last day of November. The last day tomorrow when we gather, God willing, for the 7 o'clock Friday night show with Matt, God willing. It'll be December 1st. December 1st. And if it uh, goes by as quickly as November did, and October and September in August and July if it goes by as quickly as those then uh, we're gonna be sitting here uh, next November 30th in two shakes of a lamb's tail so I just wanted to welcome you all here tonight and I think it's gonna be a really great one I've been waiting since September speaking of September I've been waiting since September to talk with our uh, our guest tonight again on the show, and um, and that guest's name is Bar- Barbara Yates. Barbara, I had the uh, the pleasure of meeting her in Vermont in September at uh, Jay Gulanello's, uh his health retreat, and we became fast friends. I became fast friends with a lot of people up there, but I knew that just from speak, you know, spending a, a couple of minutes with her, I had to, you know, what it was. Barbara forgot her um, her phone back at one of the houses that everybody was there's two couple of locations that everybody was staying in and then there was the main farm where the retreat was on and we just uh we realized as we got back to the farm it was after our cold plunges and all that stuff that barbara had left her phone i said oh don't worry i'll, I'll take you back and in that uh in that time driving back to the house and then back we had a wonderful conversation i said i can't wait to have you on the show and here we are we're here tonight now she has spent many years teaching women and minorities how to effectively represent themselves in the free market especially how to go and to uh, represent their interest in advancing their careers all while rejecting the allure of government interventions in the job market that the whole so-called equality movement is really all about its uh, you know some marxist gobbledygook this is some really good independence and confidence building stuff here tonight and i can't wait to to just mix it up with barbara because it's uh it'll it'll start in one place and it'll go to so many others we gotta talk a little bit about faith and family and the whole that striking that balance and oh there's more i've got quite a few notes that i've built up for myself over here and i'm sure that she's gonna roll with the punches just, just well they're not punches i would never punch barbara don't don't say that anyway That's what we have. And because I move a little bit quicker through the opening these days, I just want to remind you all that we have a wonderful array of things that you can do to support the show and the companies that support the show. Go to the affiliates page and really just take a look at all this. I'm telling you, especially if you are looking at a a lean Christmas budget, you can do what me and Lauren are doing for a lot of our friends and our families because you know we had a a big remodeling year it's just one of those things where we there's things you got to sacrifice to make certain accommodations in the home a thing uh make bundles and packages or actually get some stockings and stuff this stuff in there i can't give you any wine but i can give you chocolates i can give you coffee we can give you there's so many awesome things on there go check it out and please go love down our friends pat and gina at blue give silver too i give an ounce of silver to all my friends anybody i love if you haven't gotten an ounce of silver from me yet it means i hate you <sighs> okay all right so that's what we have tonight i hope you enjoy it last night with dilly with dilly was very interesting Really, uh, really fun stuff for me. I know that I knew it was going to get a, a tremendous array of response, and that is why. That is why you throw these things into the mix from time to time. Had a great time with him. Really did. Had a couple people get in touch with me and say you really brought the best out in Dilly. He's hard for me to listen to sometimes. He's just too abrasive. That's why. Hey, that's the uh, the taste. You get a taste of everything on this show. All right, into the grab bag we go. Here's the first one up. Pro-Palestinian protesters, one carrying a swastika. Oh, no. Swarm at Midtown in a bid to derail the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting. Hundreds of pro-Palestinian protesters swarm the streets surrounding Rockefeller Center on Wednesday, clashing with NYPD enchanting river to the sea long seen as an anti-semitic slogan in an effort to support gaza by derailing the annual christmas tree lighting such lovely people on all sides of this aren't they seriously personally i wish that they would all go to the city hall in new york city i wish that they would request tickets because you know new york city government is, is sending anybody Anybody who wants to go anywhere all over the world, you can go and get a ticket right now. I think that they should all go to the Middle East and just duke it out. I think they should go there and just fight it out. Because my desire to contextualize what is motivating either side of any of these recyclable causes of the day, my desire to contextualize that stuff is just almost gone. Because to be reminded of how our country and many Western countries, I've just been inundated with this feral, caveman-like behavior. Regardless of what the cause of the day is, is just infuriating. The people and people are going to start snapping soon. Okay, just like we we played a little bit of a very famous scene from the movie Network last night. Uh, people are just going to start snapping soon. I'm serious. I mean, the the, the West has always been an incubator. For debate and discussion about what's going on in the world, both past, present, speculating about the future. I mean, this has always been what we were about. Because at one point we had free speech, and that was really valued. And to politely disagree, even if it's a, a, a fiercely controversial topic, that was something that we used to value as a, a linchpin of our culture. But that's not what this is. We are this is raised by wolves type of behavior, and. The more emboldened that they become, the more that they show us how little they actually care about sharing space with anyone else. You'd think that this tree lighting ceremony over here was like a menorah lighting ceremony. All right. Right. okay. What does this have to do with Christianity and Christmas trees and all that stuff? So it's just wherever someone is trying to have a good time, these Marxist goons, no matter which flag they're waving at the moment they just want to bust it up because they're miserable and they want everyone else to be miserable too. So, and I didn't even know the Christmas tree lighting was going on. It's been years since I even watched that on television. And I haven't watched the, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade on television in years as well. I've been watching old Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. And, and what do you know? You, uh, you indulge in the old stuff. And You don't have to watch one parade or one Christmas tree lighting or one thing or another interrupted by a bunch of Idiots gluing their hands to shit bunch of idiots That's out of my system. I want to get nice and level for when Barbara comes on Just getting it out of my system. All right now in case you missed it In case you missed it last night I told you you just reminded you all that uh, Brendan Dilly was on the show well Nostradilli and Frank Adamus combined forces, and we created a little bit of interesting synchronicity. Maybe you missed it. If you did, I'm going to give you the, uh, the liner notes right now. So at one point in the broadcast last night, I asked Brendan Dilly on behalf of many of you who are asking the same thing, uh, Dilley, who who do you think Donald Trump's VP pick is going to be in 2024? And he floated Ben Carson. He said Ben Carson as a VP. And, and, and in the mix of that exchange, I said I would love to see a 21st century Calvin Coolidge take office in like 2028. 20, and Carson does pretty much fit that demeanor. He's soft spoken. He's highly intelligent. And, you know, um, we don't always need a carnival barking community organizer as a president, you know, don't always need that. Uh, if if there's ever a care whether or not the presidency is something we should ever hope to see something change in again, then uh, we really just, the best thing for us would be a sturdy figure who very meekly vetoes 99% of everything that crosses his or her desk. Alright? Well... I bring up Calvin Coolidge. He brings up uh, Ben Carson, and an hour after the show ends, so around 10 pm. Eastern time, Dilly sends me this tweet which had just been published. Here it is. Breaking News, a source who is familiar with President Trump's thinking, <laughs> what, it, it just grain of salt, tells me that Ben Carson is the leading frontrunner to be his vice presidential choice in 2024 at this time. What was it tweeted out by? The account? The Calvin Coolidge Project. (laughs) Okay. Now, what does it mean in the long run? Like I said, grain of salt, feather in the cap, interesting synchronicity. Now, if it actually happens, that would just be spooky. A little spooky there. All right. That's all I have for you on this end. Oh, and Henry Kissinger is dead. So uh on the other side of the intro we have barbara yates i can't wait to introduce you to her sit back relax enjoy the show remember at the halfway point on, at around eight o'clock we're gonna be bouncing off to foxhole um the, all those links are in the description below and there's plenty of people who can help you with those if you don't see them and it, and it, if uh, you don't find it in time very easy alternative quite frankly tv and just press play you can cast it to your television it's, uh, it's, it's really, really been wonderful, and, um, and as you all know, the, the show is so heavily archived all over the place, really not skipping a beat, and it's just about independence and insurance going into 2024. We just don't know about anything. Anything. Having a good time. We'll be right back with Barbara Yates. Don't go anywhere. Welcome! It's great to have you here. It is really great to have you here. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to remind you, if you want to contribute your thoughts, your opinions, some shout-outs, a knock-knock uh, a, a joke, then you can send them to QuiteFranklySuperChat.com, whether we're live or whether we're off-air and you just want to leave a little text message for the next day. QuiteFranklySuperChat.com is a universal uh, super chat module a portal that we'd set up and i hope that you all go and indulge and uh be a part of the show i'll be reading that on the other side of the break and also rumble rants and gold pills they all make the cut as well i'm going to be reading those send them a plenty all right our guest tonight i have a treat a treat for you all our guest i have oh i'm sorry That was not very smooth. I turned that off. Supposed to fade it, Frank. Our guest is Barbara Yates. I had the pleasure of meeting her in uh, Vermont, like I told you. And uh, she is a public speaker, an author, a coach. And she founded, what she founded, the company is called Womanoeuvres.com. So it's like maneuvers, maneuvers, but womanoeuvres.com. Okay, and here is what she created. Woman Overs addresses the common career advancing challenges encountered by women and minorities in government and private sectors and gives them the practical and tactical tools to tackle those challenges in advancing their careers into leadership positions and influence. Barbara Ann specializes in helping them unlock and unleash their inner leader and achieve empowerment, confidence, career transformation, and advancement. (laughs) <laughs> Throughout her career, as she sometimes was the only woman leader at the table, Barbara Ann delivers the tools that she personally used to successfully woman-over through the male-dominated engineering r- r- world, get this, without an engineering degree. Oh, what do you mean, Frank? I don't know. I guess we just got to talk to the, the woman of the hour herself. What is going on, Barbara?
2: hey Frank nice to see you it's been a while
0: it has been a while and you know yeah. what it, the last time I saw you you were how long did you spend in the dunk tank the uh, the ice uh, tank
2: 23 I think 23 or 24 minutes
0: you see ladies and gentlemen I came home from that retreat and I did a victory lap because I, I spent four and a half minutes up to my shoulders in that water and barbara nearly fell asleep twice i did I did. <laughs> she, she nearly fell asleep twice she had, she had to be woken up uh <laughs> just she really really uh you she's got you got a lot of willpower barbara that's why i knew that uh, i knew there was something else going on with you and then i figured out what it was it was this <laughs>
2: Oh, can you share it with me? (laughs) I know. Well, Uh, anybody's interested in Jay's um, retreats, please, it's so well worth it. It's life-changing. It really is good.
0: I I can attest to that. And you've been to two already, right, Barbara?
2: Two. Yeah, I'm a lifer. Yeah. until I can't do it anymore I'll
0: do it. Well, I, it seems like he likes uh, New England, so that'll mm. be good for both of us as far as being able to drive there. Well, we have the brains and the brawn behind the operation here with us tonight. It is Barbara Yates. You've amassed, Barbara, a pretty su- uh, many success stories over the years. You've told me a few, and but I want to start with your own. You went from special needs en- uh, special needs education to mm-hmm. to leadership positions in engineering without a degree. Just right. take us through the uh, timeline.
2: Ultimately being my own company consulting to the government on infosec.
0: Yeah. Please just take us through it all and and don't uh don't don't skip anything cuz I I want to hear about it again.
2: Okay, well this is a nod to Rachel Wilson. You had her on your show a while ago. And I had always had this feeling that um women today have more opportunities and they're not availing themselves of it and uh, she was doing the suffragette um, um, con, uh, conversation with you, mm. and she mentioned that careers hadn't changed in, in decades, and that they were all service-based, and I'm one of them. I, I was, I was uh, I, when I was coming up, because I'm gray hair, I'm old as dust, I could be a nurse, a secretary, uh, 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 a nurse, a secretary, a wife, a librarian, God, God knows, but it was a teacher. So there were limited opportunities so when I chose my career, my undergraduate major, um, I chose it based on what interests me, which was biology and biobehaviorism and uh, you know why animals adapt and uh, you know, how the external environment and internal environment affect the organism. It, I had no idea what I'd do as a career, so I went into teaching, <clears throat> and I got my master's in special ed. So my friends, whom are still my friends today? Uh, chipped in and and uh, <laughs> and put their money together. They were in the dot com. They were coms uh, computer science um, uh, masters, and they said, "Gee whiz, Barbara, your skill set could transfer into this industry," and I <laughs> knew nothing about dot com or any of that, but I trusted them. And to give you an idea of the time. Uh, my rent was $200 a month.
0: Oh, oh God bless us all. If can <laughs> when that.
2: I say I'm as old as dust, I'm telling you. And they chipped in their money, which was $200 for me to attend this course in encouraging women to get into the industry. And I aced it. And I went, ooh, ooh, maybe they have something here. <laughs> so I went in the field. And um, they said, you know, you should give it a try. So I called, not face-to-face, a headhunter. And, you know, what did I know? And I gave him my teaching resume, and I didn't hear from him for a while. And I called him, and he says, well, Barbara, I sent out your resume to 100 companies, and they, I, got a, I received 100 refusals. <laughs>
0: uh, I get a I man. Well, I, I know
2: sad face so I went huh now what I forgot to tell you is uh, then you can't do it now but then I had enough credits to teach in the high school level physics chemistry biology and social studies so I had a strong uh, science background and this was the time where teachers were being rifted rifted meaning there were more teachers than there were opportunities so I thought, oh, and I was on a grant, which meant when I hit the maximum of the grant, I would never get a raise. So there was some impetus to explore this opportunity. So, as a single mom, I opened up the newspaper, you know, a hand to God, you know, because I believe God directs our lives. I There's a newspaper, an open house at Sheridan Tara by this engineering company. So I grabbed my son, who was about 10, and no, you know, can't afford a baby, said, huh? So I drive to uh, Framingham, Sheridan Tower and Framingham. I sit my son with the concierge, pay him to watch my son, tell my son how to behave and where to find me and blah, blah. And I go to the desk in front of the auditorium and it's staffed by people whose job it is to is to keep people like me out. I'm a teacher. I'm a woman. I don't have an engineering degree. Trifecta of N- you know, not interested.
0: Undesirable.
2: Desirable. <laughs> but I always address the elephant in the room. I don't know why, I just do. So I said to them, Look, I understand you're a- advertising and interested in ComSec engineers, electrical engineers, data structure engineers, none of which I knew what they did at the time. But I said, But I have this strong science background and I'd be curious to see if there's a- an opportunity for a a marriage of skill set and opportunity. Well, as God provides, there's two people standing at the door listening to this, and they both wanna speak to me. So I go with one, and it was software. So if you put a colon instead of a a semicolon, the world blows up. Mm. And I thought, oh my God, that level of detail, I'd rather set my hair on fire. Mm. No, So I go to system engineering. Keep in mind, I know nothing about system engineering. I didn't have time to do research. I got the paper and acted on it, you know, the newspaper. Well, we're going to Sharon and Tara. God provides. So in the course of the discussion, the manager says to me, uh, and, and with a little bit of an edge, teeny, and he says, well, Barbara, what makes you think you can do this job? And I looked at him. I didn't feel anything threatened or you know, embarrassed. I said, well, sir, with all due respect, um, you know, as a teacher, you have to have objectives, goals, uh, you know, resources, and then you have to develop metrics to determine how well you arrived at your, your goals and objectives. And I said, the only difference, sir, with all due respect, is the vocabulary in which we use to, de- to describe the process. Right hand to God. His first words were, you're hired. Hmm. Hmm? And um, there's a postscript to this, but I'll stop right here. If I had let the nameless, faceless, amorphous headhunter define me, (laughs) I wouldn't be talking to Frank today.
0: (laughs) No, it's it, and you've done a lot more than this. But here we, it is true. Here we are, and you know, I want to read this to you. I want it, it's a it's a quote from you. Uh, it says this: If you don't know your value, others will define it for you. If you don't know it, you can't own it. If you don't own it, you can't communicate it. If you can't communicate it, you can't promote it. Amen. Now, now this, is that? It, it, uh, Barbara, this is a one hundred eighty degree divergent. From the the approach that so called equality movements push today, uh, mm-hmm. in, instead we hear about wage gaps. We hear about uh, and then and then coupled with that is the demand for <laughs> the, the demand for so many economic interventions that actually make it harder for business owners to run a company on the very same merits that you are telling people, especially women, that you just need to learn how to leverage your merits better in the open market
2: exactly and 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 when rachel was on your show she got me to thinking because over the course of the years i've been sharing this um unquiet feeling of why why aren't women more into it you know we had nothing in my generation you jumped off the deep end of the pool and hope you came up and we recognized our peers at lunch by the joan crawford shoulder pad power suits and the, we we shared information with each other. There were no programs for us. There was no, you know, talk to me, do this, we'll take you away. No, but also it was the times in my generation when you were eighteen, you were out of the house. Yeah, and it, you were you were expected to chart your own course. So there was none of this. I'll decorate the couch until I find myself. <laughs> It just wasn't there. So I started to think about it with Rachel, you know, what she had mentioned. And I think now, perhaps, there's a couple of, couple of things. There's it's not just one thing, it's a, it's a, a compendium of things. <clears throat> uh, one, my generation had the highest SAT scores the nation ever saw. Why? Because Sputnik went up, and the focus was on reading, writing, and arithmetic. Since then, and I can be wrong, but I know at least twice the um, SATs were, down, were reevaluated and Mensa, the first time they were reevaluated, I think was in the nineties, Mensa stopped taking them as a, as a waiver to enter their organization. So if you had a high SAT score, you didn't have to take the test to be in Mensa. So now I'm wondering how much has been dumbed down and as, an, as a special needs teacher, I never lowered my curriculum. I raised it, <clears throat> and people rise to your expectations. I taught, I taught uh, the um, uh, Scientific American Off-Prints. Normally, that goes to the advanced placement students. I worked with that with my guys, and they didn't, I didn't tell them that. They found out about it, and when they walked into my classroom, the buttons were popping off their chest. Because they were given something that they couldn't dream they would ever get. Mm. So people rise to your expectations. So now education is different. I'll leave it at that. Um, And uh, children, people today, too many choices. So they're frozen by overchoice. And then, this is my phrase, I don't see the majority of women that I work with understanding their part in the dance. It's almost like they're waiting for it to be presented to them and someone to guide them. Pretty similar to my group of friends. I won't argue that. We see something in you, Barbara, we're going to guide you to pursue it. And I took it, I took the bit by the, you know, and and ran off with it.
0: Well, well, Barbara, let me me ask you this. Um, mm -hmm. Speak a little bit more to nature versus nurture. Because oh. with all that is thrown at women these days and girls, I mean, oh. we, we see we see major disparities that favor girls in college right. and higher education now. Right. And still with everything that is thrown their way, we are constantly browbeaten about how there's not enough girls in STEM. There's not enough girls in big industry. Now, for, for, those, for those women like you who are being drawn naturally toward technical, like you just are just born with that ability, uh, it's good for them to be armed with these tools. But I still believe that, Another big fallacy that is pushed by modern-day feminist equality movements is that they're trying to push things that just naturally don't jive with most women and, uh, you know.
2: Yes, 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 yes. There's so many factors to this, Frank. First of all, as a biology major, certain things stuck with me. So do you, people, I'm going to throw this out to people. When cells divide, they form three layers. The first layer becomes your skin. This one layer becomes your skeletal system. The third layer becomes your internal organs. And the cell structure of your organs and skeletal system and skin are different. To this day, scientists have not found the trigger that turns that to make that happen. So the fact that we're sitting here, people, you're, it's, uh, the, the odds that you are sitting here are four tr- 400 trillion to one you're not a mistake, you're a miracle. You have power, you have potential, and you have a purpose. Let's go back to, I'm, I'm trying to cram so much into this.
0: Don't uh, cram, don't cram, don't cram. She, relax, relax, we got a whole show. Oh, I know, show.
2: I'm so excited. Oh I'm good,
0: so, okay, as long as you're excited.
2: I am. Like Monica Kelsey, her, her uh, a thing that happened in her life became her brand. It, it was higher than herself. She studied, she grew into a field, but the passion that drives her is from, another, from a higher source. So it's always about being of service. So one, you're a miracle, you're not a mistake. You have a purpose. How do you find your purpose? You tie into that. Difference between men and women, absolutely. Not a popular phrase. Men have a part of their brain for communication. Women have that part and a little more. The little more section of the brain works with intuition and insight. Now, when um, there was an experiment where uh, uh, a scientist read a nursery rhyme to men, and in the meantime, there was an equal uh, volume of back talk. So it was, you had to really listen to the person saying the nursery rhyme, to discern the nursery rhyme.
3: Mm.
2: And men, men could do it, not a problem. Women couldn't. <clears throat> and the reason, postulate, a woman has to keep track of her children. She has to have this antenna to discern her child's cry from the other child's cry in, in, the, in the playground. So we're wired differently. Men are wired differently. And that's a fact for me. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: But you work together. When you understand how each other's wired, you can communicate. And I think men will, most of the male audience might identify with this. Two men get together. Hey, I want a sandwich. What do you you want? A bologna. Okay. (laughs) Women get together. Well, I'm gluten free. I need to have grains sprouted. I don't like my, so it's war and peace. Yeah. By the time by the time you get to the the sandwich that they had, if you're a man, you need no dose, or, or coffee because it's it's a drone. And women are women are detailed oriented to that degree. So there is a difference, but women can learn to communicate to men.
0: And that's not that's not taking place.
2: They're not given the tools to know how. It, they have the desire, they don't know how I, um, oh boy, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, I always tell, I, I always tell uh, people that if you, if you are in a discussion, you know, where it can escalate and you start to use the words I with a, with a tone or you with aggression, that's a pro- that's a problem waiting to happen. Um, my late husband and I, we had, um, we worked 12 hour days, four hour commute, uh, oh my God. So when you come home, you only have three hours. <clears throat> so we limit, we limit, that's a boundary we set for us that only important things would be in that three hours. But when we would have a discussion that could go one way or the other, my husband would say to me, how do we make this a win-win? Mm. That tells me as a woman i'm a partner i'm not being dismissed i'm being included so it's how you speak that creates the the atmosphere if that makes sense
0: you know here's it does make sense and it makes me think of something else here too it makes so much more sense to for example when we're talking about specifically women in male dominated uh fields it makes so much more sense to instruct women who May want to advance in these fields uh, in these sectors to realize that there is a difference very big difference between the sexes on a natural level instead of you know What the, the common thread right now is that there's absolutely no difference between anything and it goes both ways Men can be women if they want women could be men. It goes both ways oh. and and What about men that makes them more adept for certain work and how a woman should adapt To that instead of demand that the standards shift because let's face it We are seeing dropping standards everywhere from tech to firehouses across the country to the military And not only does it destroy the quality of the product It also breeds resentment from those who have been hamstrung by political promotion from inferior workers And it doesn't do women any good either if they are being allowed to languish in these uh, Situations and just having excuses made Mm -hmm. for why things are going so wrong when from the beginning uh all of the you know all the real the real hurdles and qualifications could be run through that uh, that filter of you know w- w- what's the main way that we all communicate and and w- what's the nature of the job and 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 how to bridge that gap between you know the biological it's biological in many in many ways and i guess that's what you you've done over the years
2: uh, Differences is the differences but what's common is we're human beings yeah it's a common denominator. And in, in, in there's an expression, namaste, loosely translated. The light in me honors the light in you. The light in me is not bigger than yours, smarter than yours, you know, brighter than yours. No, it acknowledges you. That, to me, is the key. If you, again, I believe in a higher power. I believe, I believe in service. I believe that all my skills are God-given, give, on loan by God. I believe that my job is to be of service and to, to give as much as I can um, from an honest place, period. But it's not about me. It's about service. Like Monica Kelsey, it's not about her. It's about service. Mm. So when you uh, may – I'll give you an antidote with a male. I have a, I had a, male, fr- have a male friend. Uh, he was between jobs. And he was very excited about this interview that he had uh, and he was anxious to tell me about it. And he came to me to help him with um, negotiation of salary because he had been between jobs. So he told me, oh, I'm excited because I get excited too. And he says, oh, Barbara, he asked me what, what was wrong with X. And I went up to the blackboard and I wrote down all this stuff and you know he was and we had this in common and that in common and i said to him do you realize what you did and he said no i said do do you like hearing your problems that's that's like telling your wife you know do you look fat in these jeans you know i meant to tell you about that muffin top nobody really wants to hear their problems and i said and you could risk coming in as the white knight knowing it all and that could be perceived as you know not necessarily a good quality I said how I would have worded it was acknowledge the person you're speaking to with all due respect sir would you like me to point out some options for your consideration
0: hmm you see the difference this is almost pretty much exactly what even Danny Katz was talking about the other night
2: Exactly. I'm acknowledge you acknowledge the person in the room and give him, he has the power to hire or fire you, give him the power to accept that you're going to do some options and let him choose what he thinks would be a priority. Now you're being perceived as a team player. And that's a man.
0: Yeah. So give us a, give us a success story, uh, one of your favorite success stories uh, for, uh, with a woman. Oh, or, or you or or you it doesn't because obviously this this is all built off of what you've done for yourself and how you Translated it for other people
2: this this um, this one. I'm going to speak about uh, is the uh, testimony is on the website. <clears throat> I would get the calls on Friday night of women in tears and Not knowing what to do. So this woman had been working for an agency and asked for the prom and and well qualified, I might add, and requested the promotion, the next level up, and was denied. So she left the company, as women do, and she went into the new company and had a woman who micromanaged her. And to the point where the woman manager wrote a, wrote two threatening emails. So the woman's crying, talking to me, and I said, well, you're in luck. I didn't have breakfast, and I didn't have lunch, so I'll love to dra- draft this letter for you. Mm. And I did, and I told her um, I, I did it for human resources. I did not do it for the woman manager. I did not do it for the... Her manager, I did it for human resources, the way it was written. Citing regs, citing the excerpt from the email, blah, blah,
0: blah. Citing the excerpt from the email that the micromanager. Correct. And there's Correct. a little bit of like a you know threatening tone to it. Okay.
2: Correct. So now I said, I forbid you to write. I forbid you to change anything in the last sentence. You can't change it. That has to go. <laughs> and it was something to the effect. <laughs> excuse me uh based on the aforementioned discussion uh one could assert this is an affront to my integrity not i feel it's mm. one could assert this is an affront to my integrity therefore any further discussion i i respectfully request be held with you your boss and human resources
0: that's that, again right there to 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 get away from saying i feel one could assert that this this is These are tools. These are really, these are big time tools. You're becoming your own lawyer, your own, uh, you know, your own collective bargaining agency.
2: So now, true story, she sat there for about an hour, you know, give or take, and threw up in the in bucket, whatever, and sent it. Now, Monday comes, nothing, chirp, chirp, tweet, tweet. There's a hush. And I said to her, you will be called into." Human resources, or you might be, have a copy of those letters, highlight the threat, and when they speak to you, slide that across the table and say to them, How would you interpret that? <laughs> like, go ahead and say it's not a threat, please. So <clears throat> the next day, <laughs> they are two days later, three days later, they magically, the new company, Magically found a, 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 um, a bonus plan for last quarter that she magically won to the tune of five thousand
0: dollars. There you go. That made that, that made at least some things feel a little bit better. What well, about now, the, what about the now, micromanager?
2: <laughs> so now the old company gets wind and they know she's a a good oh and, and I forgot to mention this woman saved the new company $10,000 in her first week there. Why was which you I wrote in the letter?
0: Just <laughs> what what catching something in the books or something that shouldn't have been there?
2: No, just just her workload or whatever whatever it was. She fu- whatever. I don't know. But she found it. So I cited that in the letter that went to human resources. So now the new company gets wind. They want her back. They're offering her that position. And she says, oh, it's, you know, I don't know what I'll get. And I said, well, look at the range. You, you She could do that. And she says, I'm making the high end of that range now. And I said to her, they're calling you. <laughs> I forbid you to take less than 10%. But you can ask up to 20. Your call. She asked for 15 and they gave it to her without batting an eye.
0: Oh, she probably could have gotten 25 then.
2: Bang. But <laughs> she had to learn that. Right. You follow? Yes. You, I couldn't hand it to her. So there's you, you have to have a part in the dance is what I'm trying to explain. So I gave her the option to take control. You choose. I bet you the next time she won't do that.
0: No. <laughs> No, no, it, it, it really, its its something. Okay, well, let me ask you this because I—if I, somebody will say, well, these are these are really great examples, um, mm-hmm. but as far as as far as society at large goes, what about what do you think about the um, the idea of being barred out of a position, especially traditionally? Let's say any time in the last. Thirty years or so, being barred from entry into one place or another just because you're a woman. The uh, the the and, let, and let's just say that you are very very well qualified. You could bring mm-hmm. nothing but value and pro- productivity mm-hmm. to the position there. Um, so what if you are overqualified? No, just adequately pro- qualified, and um, and you think that there is some chicanery going on there with just. Sexual discrimination or anything like that—is this a—is this something that is uh, as bad as it always was? Is there a way to get around that? Of course, is you know, would you ever want to work at a company that shows you that side of itself so upfront? You know, what do you what do you do when you encounter? Oh,
2: that's such a broad question with so many avenues to pursue. But mm. the, my counter to that, Amelia Earhart, Madame Curie. Uh, All these uh, aviatrics that in the women's um, air force during the war that flew bombers, uh, uh, you know, b bombers across the uh, United Mm -hmm. States, you know, for the men to to take to war. People that, oh man, people that own their value find their place, or the place finds them. Truly, Um, I can't answer the broad question. I really can't. But if if somebody came to me like this woman with a specific problem and I looked at the organization chart if I looked at all the pieces on the chessboard I might have a different uh, an opinion but I can't give you a broad answer to a broad question
0: so then let's say that you were examining one one company and you're you you have a uh, sneaking suspicion that there is something a little bit more shallow going on that it's oh it's a woman and and uh, we just don't take their kind here or something like that are you the type that would that would ever suggest somebody takes legal action against the company or would you suggest that you get on with your life and immediately find better opportunities or do you do you, you know give
2: uh, again it's a broad question it depends on the individual circumstances are you a single mom with eight kids you know your circumstances are going to you know determine what you can and cannot accept what you will and will not accept hmm. Uh, it, it, so, again, circumstances can, you know, you can be stuck in them for a bit with, as you're growing out of it. But to answer a broad question with a broad answer, I can't do it.
0: Okay. It well, has to
2: be specific.
0: Well, fair enough. Here's another one for you, then. And this is just coming up for me. Um, sexuality in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. it's one of those unspoken tales as old as time. <laughs> and it's a main part of the reason why many men... Um, like keeping male spaces clear of women, especially in in the military and combat roles because mm-hmm. the, the even just the subliminal feeling of sexual competition or anything like that can it, just And we're talking about nature again can mm-hmm. completely alter the entire dynamic of a department a company a, a Military unit whatever it is uh, when it comes to that h- How have you encountered? That over over time, as far as people, if there is that that kind of pushback, or if there is any kind of you know, uh,
2: uh, uh, you know, uh, I go back to it's individual. Oh boy, I I I somebody asked me if I was sexually harassed, and I said I don't know
3: hmm.
2: <laughs> they explained it to me, and I went oh son of a gun, <clears throat> but I handled it. I went into the guy's office one on one. And I said, with all due respect, this is what happened. this is how I took it I need I need clarity. Did you mean it? Because if you meant it, now we have to discuss the next step, which could be going to human resources or not. or if you didn't mean and and nine times out of ten, it's not. He apologized. he hmm. didn't realize he came across that way, and he became my mentor. hmm. So, so, and and, yeah, here's the, I wanna give this to you. Hold this discussion. I wanna give you something, your audience, something to think about. Personal power, and I'll go back to Kelsey, um, Monica Kelsey. Personal power is when you have a higher belief and you wanna be of service and values and you live by them, it oozes from you. You never have to say a word. How many times have you gone into a room where you felt somebody, you know, oh my God, this person's interesting, and this one is, a... yeah. you felt it Yeah. because they're oozing it. So I'll give you this example. Mother Teresa, controversy aside, was visiting the orphanages in Romania, and there was a civil war. And the factions, the warring factions, uh, decided to have a ceasefire. I, so that she could come and see the uh, the orphanages. She didn't issue a press release. She didn't ask him to do that. Her brand made that happen. Take a dictator, name 10, 20 of them. They rule by fear and intimidation and aggression. Some of them, you barely remember their name.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's what you are, what you own, what your values are, become your brand. And I'll, get, I'll, sum, I'll come back to what we were getting at. <clears throat> my, my father was deaf uh, from the war. <clears throat> I was four or five. And he, he would not sign, he would lip read. And very few people lip read at the time. And his friends made fun of him. And uh, I, I, I was taken aback. And I didn't say anything, but I t- asked my mother what that was about. She introduced me to the you know unkindness of the world.
0: Were his friends veterans as well?
2: I do not. I was five. okay. Four. who knows I don't know. It, you know men in the street
0: just that, that just, infu- <laughs> that, that, just infuri- that just infuriated me right there you you just you saying that right there infuriated me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, But again, I'm a child, so I don't want to, you know, say anything there. So my, I got clarity from my mother. So I now this drove my life without me understand, realizing it right off the way. If I managed people, nobody would treat my people with disrespect. Nobody. Nobody came to them unless they came through me. I had their back. I mentored them. I, I guided them. Uh, No one was going to. And it comes from that moment in time. So that became my brand. So here's how an aspect of my brand became me. When I ran a meeting, the only woman in the room. And I would level set expectations. Gentlemen, this, you know, don't check your BlackBerry for your golf scores. No sidebar conversations. If I ask Frank a question, I'd like to hear the answer. Blah, blah, blah. Well, the first time that happened, how well did that go? I didn't say to the room, be quiet, be quiet. If you were talking, Frank, i put my hand up and you stopped talking and then whack-a-mole. People would go, oh, it's quiet, why is it quiet? And I would ignore that and I'd say, Frank, please continue. And I did that as often as it took for them to get that they wanted the same respect back when they talk. Then it became my brand. So when I had meetings, I didn't have to level set expectations, people knew. So now how does this become my brand? I am consulting, I'm working for a program manager. The program manager knew of me in a previous job, two two jobs back, different company. I didn't know that. And that person, the manager says to me, I'd like an answer to this question. And I looked at the person. I didn't have an attitude. I didn't. I just sat in silence. And she she turned to the room and said, "I asked Barbara Ann a question. I'd like to hear the answer." I didn't say a word.
0: You know, you. you I see where you're where you're taking this, but I see how how something how a seed planted so early on in your life, seeing your father disrespected by people um who who knew that they can take advantage of him and then and having that kind of that kind of you know defending the 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 underdog especially even if whether it's in a corporate or a social environment i can see how that that became a a really big driving part of your personality and that your soul was really behind it but as you went to develop this this storyline and how you would manage boardrooms and and meetings mm-hmm. with a bunch of bunch of people, some distracted parties and this and that. It ju- all I keep telling myself is we are awful, awful communicators, and mm-hmm. and and because everything you're talking mm-hmm. about now mm-hmm. uh, is just all really, really very strategic, well, good, good communication mm-hmm. etiquette, and mm-hmm. it 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 is uh it's so psychologically. Deeply impactful mm-hmm. Whereas all we do these days is He uh, seemingly talking over each other and nobody's listening. It's uh, and, and we're more distracted than we ever have before if you're using a blackberry uh, a blackberry uh, uh, You know example now. I mean, it's Everybody's on the proverbial blackberry constantly,
2: right. but it's a manager. It's a manager's job to control the meeting mm. You know, don't they teach that at program management school my goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> but go, let's go back to the larger picture that you were talking about. If a woman, if a woman has skills like um, uh, Hidden Figures, the, you know that uh, uh, Karen Johnson. If you're good at what you do, and you own it, the universe bends to your beliefs. Opportunities come. It, it's if for me. Now, is it forever, you know, I'm I'm not talking generalizations, but a lot of the women I mentioned, the woman who invented, Crick, they supposedly invented the DNA, it was a woman, and they took her work. but But, you know, it, it happens. But then if you look at the larger picture, you contributed to something bigger than yourself. So that's why it's important to know what your value is, Mm -hmm. to know that you need to be of service, to know that you have skill sets and you've used them to the best of your ability. And through the grace of God, you don't abuse anyone with it. You don't browbeat anyone with it. you, You try to connect with people. And just by asking for clarity, did you mean this when you said this? I've done it three or four times, always with the same response my god barbara i didn't realize that could be taken that way and it, these people became my friends
0: instead <clears throat> instead of enemies and instead of there being a crying match and all that and you know another thing that you're you're saying right there barbara is that um it especially when you talk about people who have skills and if you put them to use and you actually pursue them success mm-hmm. will ultimately follow in, in some way shape or form now you know there are very talented guitarists out there who've never sold an album in their lives I know we know that happens but it, it's uh, it, it's some it, again it speaks to society where you are doing your job and I know that there's other people out there trying to teach these really you know these very very easily applied and valuable skills to people but where society is taking the whole idea of women advance, advancement and equality is really in in it in I would say um, in prom- trying to promote the lowest common denominator into places that the highly skilled people should be allowed given the tools to advance themselves on and in turn Of taking those who maybe don't have that fire and don't have the actual Mm -hmm. uh, Top-notch skill to do it in promoting those people everybody sees the lack of qualifications They see Mm -hmm. the lack of quality of outcome Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. and because this is the outcomes we're seeing constantly uh, Again, there's that resentment that there Mm -hmm. is a society that is just politically promoting people to Rub it in our faces to try to erase the difference between you know, it's it's just it's very frustrating to see.
2: But again, the world isn't perfect. It wasn't never, it was perfect when Adam and Eve came about, and it's never going to be perfect. But you have a part in the dance, and that's the part I think people miss. Mm-hmm. You create your reality. Peter Drucker said it in terms of financial industry, but he said if you want to know your future, create it. Hello. Create it.
0: Yep. And and,
2: if you, you, and, and I, I was talking to some years back, 40 women in a room. And I said to you, how many believe in pay inequity? 40 hands go up. How many, I, I realized that it was bipartisan legislation to address pay inequity. Some hands went up. And I said, how many of you realize you have a part in the dance? Huh? I said, well, if you take a lateral, if you don't research the company, if you don't understand the salary range, and you don't do the research, and you accept a lateral, that's on you.
0: You see, right? See what you're talking, that is a, such a breath of fresh air. It's like an aha moment every time you make these points here, Barbara, because um, in uh, this day and age, it is so much more likely that somebody would say, oh, well, I, I didn't get this job because of the patriarchy.
2: Oh, I, I, You know... Can I just say, poo-poo, I, uh, Yeah. go back to my, my, um, my transition into the industry. I was offered that job, I think, in September with that manager. You're hired. And I said to him, from my place of truth and value, Sir, with all due respect, my population in education is at risk. If I give, I fear that if I give them a two-week notice, they will take that as another abandonment. May I have more time to find my replacement and transition that replacement into my job? And I want you to tell me how many months he held that job for me.
0: Uh, Three months.
2: Yes. September, October, November, December.
0: Wow. 12 my, you got 12 weeks that's how, that, that that's that's incredible
2: and and i not only that they offered me a 49% salary increase i'm a single mother that owned half a house in tuition loans this is why i say if you don't have values and you don't live by them and if you don't know your value you lose Now, that's a male-dominated environment. I'm a teacher, I'm not an engineer, and I'm a woman. And they held that spot for me. Why? I don't know why, I could guess. Maybe they saw something. So what I'm saying is, higher power, own your value, be of service. Everything comes together, and the world and the universe bends to your beliefs.
0: I uh, we we're gonna stop right there and we're going to uh, gonna get I'm gonna put you on mute. We're going to do an intermission. I want to hold you to the other side because I want to talk about higher power. I want to talk about God. I want to talk about spiritual fulfillment, work, family balance, all that, and uh, and that'll be on the other side. Uh, this is gonna be really, really, really awesome, ladies and gentlemen. If you're having a good time, please join Barbara and I uh, on the Foxhole link that we uh, that we. Um, provided in the description of the episode on youtube and rumble and elsewhere i also tweeted it out and and syndicated that tweet this is a direct foxhole link there um if that's too complicated you can just go to quite frankly tv and press play it's all powered by Pill.net and foxhole anyway and uh it's been that way for a long time so just join us over there and uh we will see you soon remember that this show will be up upto- uploaded and archived in its entirety on Rumble and Rockfin and Shoot in all podcasts, uh, before the night is over. So, but there's nothing like live. Ain't nothing like live. That's why I don't pre-record. It's a live experience. Come on over, because I also want to read some of your questions. If you have any, send in questions for Barbara that you want to hear. You may want to hear her riff on a little bit. To quite frankly, Superchat.com. They can come in through the form of the the uh, the gold pills and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah. We will be back in a flash.
4: It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you.
2: Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah,
3: animation
4: Entering, quite
3: frankly.
4: Quite frankly. Quite
3: frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
5: Quite
1: frankly. Quite frankly.
5: Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
1: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. We all support, quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly.
0: Joe Brand. go, Quite frankly. In Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I want to get
1: a Coke. Can I get a Coke?
0: So we are back. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Well, Barbara, how's it uh, being on the inside for the intermission for the first time? (laughs) That was fun. Barbara got a little bit of a a, a visual of the room before, and that's her first uh, quasi-tour of the room. So how long have you been watching the show?
2: Oh, my God. Um, Aurora was born.
0: Oh, in 2020? Yep. Oh, I love all the 2020 arrivals. That was a man what a magical time mm-hmm. what a magical I, time
2: yeah, a little nugget no oh yeah
0: <laughs> oh hey, one day you'll, you'll meet her one day but then who knows every day she wakes up she's an inch taller so she's she's already a uh she's mm-hmm. not enough she's like a, a full rack of lamb now it's mm-hmm. ridiculous but um but that's that's tremendous it's great to to have crossed paths with you i have a few things i'd like to do right now as we're here on the other side we're gonna get into some uh questions in a little bit a, a one person asked, hey, uh, Barbara, what is a woman? They want to know what a woman is. Can you define what a woman is? That seems to be something that people get tripped up on these days. But well, I'm um, a
2: biology major. Take it from
0: there. <laughs> a, there you go. I'm not a biology major. Okay. Uh, so okay. So this is a big question I have for you uh, because now we're getting away from – obviously people can go and check out your work. Um, but in this bonus section here, I'd love to talk a little bit more about life. You've given us a little bit more of your insight into, you know, your, your soul and what drives you based on that experience at five years old with your father and how you've carried that with you throughout, you know, the, into the world that your demeanor, how it helps shape you. But... Another thing that when we talk about women in the workplace and and all we've talked about it with Rachel Wilson and it pops up from time to time. And, of course, that is spiritual fulfillment and how to balance faith, family, work uh, in in the modern day. It seems like women, girls are given an an all or nothing choice instead of there being Mm -hmm. any kind of way to to discern what. What should be or could be possible? What, what, how do you how do you start sifting through that?
2: Um, on my website, there's um, there's a video. Um, I was presenting at Women Inspiring Women, and that came up.
0: Hold on, wait, wait, Barbara. Is, did you move the, the placement of your microphone at all? You seem a little no. bit lower. No. Okay. No. All right. All right never mind. Am I good? Yeah, you sound good. Okay. Fine.
2: Maybe I, my hand was in front of my mouth. I have a. Um, I have a throat lozenger. Maybe oh, by
0: the one. way, everybody, Barbara is at the tail end of recovering from pneumonia. <laughs> so she's I'm very happy. I didn't know she was sick, but I'm very happy that she is uh, she's with us tonight and that she's feeling well.
2: Um, oh, so we was like, oh, um, oh shoot, what, fa-
0: oh, faith, family, I'm... work, spiritual fulfillment, you know, to to. Oh,
2: so um, women and this happens in life, personal life, and it happens in the business life for women. Again, going back to the biological differences, the man goes out and hunts, the woman stays in the cave with her family, you know, and, and has to, you know, get, keep everybody happy and cared for. They tend to take on, take on, take on, take on, take on. And they wait for some kind of recognition. And I'm gu- I was guilty of it. I, was, I, didn't, I didn't come out of the womb with this knowledge. I acquired it. I went through the same struggles everybody goes through. <clears throat> and I said, gee whiz, you know, I'm doing this and I'm not getting recognized for it. Well, my boss and my husband and my family, they don't get up in the morning and call Cleo's psychic hotline to determine what Barbara needs and doesn't need. Mm-hmm. Barbara has a, a, a part of the dance. Barbara has to communicate her needs i'll use a personal one thanksgiving i have three sons three daughters-in-law and six grandchildren and at the time the grandchildren were little barbara did everything she cooked the whole entire turkey dinner and i'm french so i can't leave a a dirty kitchen so i'd be up till two in the morning doing the floors and taking the knobs off the stove and cleaning everything and i'm bitching Damn. My <laughs> husband's on the couch and I'm bitching. And then I realized they thought I was happy. <laughs> so I tell women the only thing you get from carrying the cross is splinters. <laughs> you have to ask for what you need. So the following Thanksgiving, I asked the boys can you bring a vegetable? Can you bring a this? Can you bring a that? And it was magical. Because I asked. The worst that can happen is you get a no. Mm -hmm. And then you make a decision from that. Something just came into my head, so I'm going to give it to you. When I started in my career, I would take any kind of course that I could take to understand the world I was in. And a a friend I'm from this time here, we're still friends today. Both of us were at the same course run by a female lawyer. And one of us would pretend we were an employer. The other one would pretend we're the employee and you had to negotiate a salary. And it was all women except for a man. And all the women did not get the highest salary. The only person who got the highest salary was the man. And me, wanting to understand why none of the women got it, even the woman giving the course missed it. I said, wait, wait, I want to know why he got 50000 and none of us didn't. And he turned around and goes, you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> Lesson learned.
0: Well, you know, and that goes into something else here, Barbara, that everybody talks <laughs> about. I, I mean, when you talk about the, uh, the, the economy that is built up around complaining these oh. days, it's an entire economy unto itself, unto itself. I, I was reading, you know, there at one point when these men, these gender wars, sex wars uh, um, flare-ups, would happen a couple years ago I remember people even saying why is it that women's uh, razors are are always uh, more expensive than men's razors there's no no difference except that they're pink and and it came down to the the most based conclusion was you accept it if if you accept uh, so women they accept the costs uh, they they feel that it's justified for whatever what they're getting their hairs done their na- their nails done what whatever it is women's stuff usually is more and it, and the the cost is just it really a lot of it is tied to psychology mm-hmm. men would rather go without than pay extra and, and many uh, we would we would we would buy the knockoff brands and all that stuff so it, it it's.
2: But I'm seeing the other reverse. I'm seeing metrosexual males being given, um, you know, skin treatment and nail treatment.
0: Oh, yeah. There's that.
2: But, you know, to each his own. You know, me, I'm worried about paying my tuition loans. I'm re- I'm worried about raising a kid. I'm, raising- I'm worried about having a career. You know, everybody can make their choices as long as it doesn't impact what I'm trying to create my life. So I guess my attitude is pick your battles. Mm-hmm. It, is it affecting you? Uh, we're going to talk about it with the Elon Musk thing at the end, so I'll save that for that for then. But, you know, uh, you can't, here it is. This is what I say to my sons when things come up. I'll say, you know, there's two things I know, and I stole this line from the movie Rudy. There is a God, and I'm not him. Mm-hmm. So I can't fix it. <laughs> can't explain it. But is it? you know is it is it coming into my house to steal things is it coming to kill my kill me and my kids you know we we this goes back to what are your values what is it that you'll die for and what won't you die for so does that make sense
0: it does and what 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 would you die for
2: oh my god my family and my faith without question without question
0: so then so then balance that off against Working at such a high level because th- mm-hmm. th- this is another thing that is is often debated in society where uh, you have ca- career women who want to put their family on hold to such a to put a family on hold to such a degree that they're freezing their eggs they're they're not getting married until after they're 45 years old whatever it is because they don't want to mess up a uh a, an opportunity at a company somewhere and so we wonder here you are that did that did a, uh you know um work at such a high level and, uh, and uh, instructed many other people how to do the same but coming first and foremost is your faith and your family so how did you how did you strike that balance in doing all three at the same time
2: okay remember i told you i was a work in progress Mm -hmm. so i came from nothing i scratched gravel um i was in an in in an environment work environment where i didn't understand it i had to learn it i had to learn you know the culture i had to learn how to maneuver through it but if you haven't picked it up by now folks i'm pretty direct and pretty blunt and i do address the elephant in the room. It's just who I am. I've never experienced what a lot of women have experienced by me. I have to be told sometimes, did you experience this or that? And I have to think about it. So um, uh, in the beginning, I sacrificed family for career. Agree. Uh, But then I realized that it's important to have your support mechanisms, and um, uh, 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 oh, you're, you're gonna get so much out of me. Um, my brother was deaf uh, over the years, was be, grew to be deaf and blind, and I, to whom much is given, much is expected. I purchased a small house next to me, and I was a caretaker. And I commuted to Boston, a four and a half hour round trip commute, and I couldn't do it and take care of him too. So I made I when I uh, was negotiating a position, I said I need a four day week and I can't be 4 10 hour days. And I explained why um, and they allowed that to happen. And then it, when it became worse, it was three days. Uh, but again, in order for a company to meet you halfway, <clears throat> you can't be denting a chair and sitting at the water cooler. So in other words, you have a brand, a reputation, you, 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 you know, you deliver. Mm -hmm. And so they meet you halfway. The universe bends towards your beliefs. So I was allowed the opportunity to balance that as well as my career because I asked. I didn't carry the cross. I asked.
0: And of course you could leverage. You had leverage because you delivered and you hustled
2: mm-hmm okay I I did not charge I use this phrase I was allowed to work out of the house and very few people were allowed to do that because I said this to all the bosses I will not bill you eight hours to brush my teeth <laughs> in other words, yeah. I'll give you the hours I, and they know me so that I build them the hour I worked. Maybe I was under twenty. Maybe I was thirty-five. It didn't—I didn't care, because God was providing for me as I was doing what what I needed to be doing. And I'm going to tell you in Tobin Bridge. My husband and I commuted to Boston, and it's a four and a half-hour rush-hour drive. We'd leave at five thirty in the morning, come back maybe six, seven at night. You have three hours to wash your face, relax, change, make a dinner, and and relax, and then go to bed and start all over again. And we had an agreement, and this is called boundary setting. And boundaries are not a moat with a machine gun turret to keep people away from you. Boundaries are set so that you can tell people, teach people how to treat you so my husband and I agreed nothing would come into that house, our house. You know, this one cut me off. This one stole my contract. What none, none of that was allowed in the house. So I was my own person, but I it's called a pass-through. So I there's a company I come through to give and they get a cut and I do billable hours. And I interviewed for this job With a a government agency, I did work for them. The person I did it with didn't want to do it anymore. This new person wanted that business. So I had to go to say, I worked with this guy, I'd be glad to do it with you, continuity. Well, this, unbeknownst to me, this guy hated that guy, so I was persona non grata coming into the meeting, if that makes sense. So in other words, how could I have allegiance to him if I worked for that one? So my boss was there, and the conversation was just, and if there was no witnesses, I would have conducted it differently, but I had a witness. So at the end, the guy says to me, and there's a postscript to this, so at the end, the guy says to me, well, do you have any questions to ask of me? And I said, no, sir, your demeanor and the tenor of this conversation has indicated to me all that I'd ever wish to know.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh, Uh, uh, oh man words are if you oh oh, there's nothing more satisfying than a a a perfect oh man the words the words are amazing
2: so now the boss i said to the boss i'd rather set my hair on fire than work for that son of a bitch and keep in mind the postscript so who's waiting for me downstairs my husband and if um, people in your audience don't know uh the tobin bridge goes over the charles river and basically you're out of boston So as far as we're concerned, we're we're done. Mm -hmm. And where we were was maybe under five miles. So it's not a long distance. So I get in the car. (laughs) I don't go, hi, how are you? Every orifice of my body was blowing steam. And I'm blowing. You wouldn't believe what happened. And my husband, right hand to God, looks at me and he says, you have to the bridge with a smile. Do you know what I did? I talked faster than a cattle auctioneer at a cattle auction. Because I wanted to get it out.
0: And then as soon as you what 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 was the end point? Did it was it once you cro- you, you left- the,
2: once we crossed the bridge, Charles River, Howard looks at me and he goes, he smiles, and I do this.
0: <sighs> ah, it's all out now.
2: It's all out and we laughed. Now can you imagine if he, well, first of all, I was rude, and he, he said to me, that's business, suck it up, and then that grinds you, and then he'll put a dish in the sink and I'll blow, and it won't be because of that. Yeah, I know. It's because I wasn't given the space to be heard.
0: <laughs> so you had the Tobin Bridge. <laughs> that's it, but let me just get this straight, it was until you got to the other end of the bridge, right? Right. You had the Correct. entire length, okay. the entire length of the and the whole time he's just being a good shoulder for you to to cry on at that point
2: he's laughing he's grinning (laughs)
0: he's (laughs) grinning well you know he
2: knew the end was coming I'm talking so fast Frank I couldn't even swallow.
0: <laughs> well, he uh, knowing you, he probably just, knew, okay, well, there's going to be other interviews, and he, you, you work in magic that this was just one of those days. And, uh, you know, <laughs> if you ever did want to, uh, you know, work eight hours and get paid for brushing your teeth, you can always go work for the Pentagon or something like that. That's all they do so, over there.
2: This is a joke. This is, you know, it's a joke, people. But back in the day, we used to say you could take the deadwood in the government <laughs> And start a bonfire that would be seen in California <laughs> uh, it, It's it's uh,
0: it's much bigger now <laughs> I have That's to all imagine
2: all, what I tell people is all you want to be a rising star <laughs> care <laughs> Show up do your job work.
0: <laughs> I have I have a question over here for you. This one came in from uh, oh, this uh, my computer is glitching out on me as always. Mm-hmm. Um, the it comes in from Britt Brittany mm-hmm. P. says, "So grateful to catch tonight's show live. Barbara is a spitfire and incredibly inspirational. The advice she's offering perfectly timed for me. Does she have an opinion on the higher education of today? Does she believe it is worth pursuing mm-hmm. a degree?" Ah, uh, but here's the
2: qu- here's uh, um okay. I came in where there were no computers, you know, Blackberries and the Apple that had the wheel, you know, was a big deal. And now technology is going so fast. So my advice right now, first of all, let me backtrack. When I went to UMass Boston, my tuition was equal to my rent, one month's rent. And I dare say that proportion has gone sky high. Um, So now with AI, look at ChatGPT, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's gone from one to whatever, four, five, six, seven. Look at all the different AI AI apps that are out there now. So I would look at the future career uh, and start looking at where's the money. When I chose my career, I didn't choose. I used to oil paint, and I thought, oh, I'd like to pursue art. Well, I'm a single mom raising a kid, so I don't think so. I chose a field where I knew I could earn an income. So technology is changing a lot of careers. So I would look future and see what, what is AI going to affect
0: mm-hmm. and how
2: can you make it work for you.
0: Right. So that's
2: what I, that's what I would do. And, and honestly, there's so many free courses where you can get uh, free certifications so you can dip, dip your toe in the field to see if you like it or not. And one of the things I recommend women do is go interview for jobs you don't want because then you get the interviewing experience and then you can see what other companies are doing and how they're constructed and if it's something you want to grow into.
0: Interview for jobs you don't want. Sure. That is a, that is such an... Uh, uh, I. <laughs> wow! Talk about being able to go out there and get some free experience. Just sit in, have some interviews with zero stress attached to anything because you probably don't want the job anyway.
2: But but it gives you it gives you the questions you're going to ask so you don't go. Mm-hmm. And here's one for you. And and I don't know if they still do it today, but in back in the day, I'm older, uh, They would they would uh, uh, post, um, a job ad, uh, advertisement, a uh, position, and they want to pick your brains. So I was interviewing for this job, and they, had, they gave me a problem to solve. Well, I did a PowerPoint slide with high-level boxes, and the guy said to me, <laughs> interviewing me, because they're doing, um, what do you call it, social engineering for their competitors. Mm-hmm. They're picking the brains for free while they're telling you you're being interviewed for a job. I saw that. So I, I knew what it was, but I had fun with it. So he says to me, "Well, we expected a little more detail." And I said, "Well, sir, I bill out at these, this, this, how much an hour? If you want that detail, that's what it's going to cost you."
0: And what do you think? What do you say to that?
2: He laughed <laughs> because he knew I knew. He knew I knew the game.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's like it's like it's well,
2: That like was it.
0: <laughs> knowing, knowing what's coming. I've seen this magic trick before. Oh and, and my gosh!
2: And part of my gift. Um, Frank, I see the chessboard. Every square on the chessboard is a subject matter expert in their field, but I see how it all integrates. So that's why, going back to your your high-level circumstances, I can't do that. If I have a specific circumstance, I need to see of that company with that individual all the pieces on the chessboard to be able to determine what's going on.
0: Okay, so then let's get before I ask you the bonus question about Elon Musk and what he just <laughs> what he just said with all of the uh, the advertisers that are pretty much colluding to try to squeeze him out of existence. Yep. Um, your your company. Uh, your website com. it's linked in the description of this episode mm-hmm. you, you have courses you do I don't know how often you're doing the public speaking these days but are you mm-hmm. still open for consultation and for coaching oh.
2: yes i am um when covid hit and and you know i'm <laughs> i guess you can allude to my age category you know so i'm getting older now and i want to ski <laughs> you know, right. i want to enjoy my life so when covid hit my speak you have to call speaking engagements ahead of time and I let that go. But yeah, one-on-ones, absolutely. But I will offer this to your people. If you email me a problem and I can answer it in 20 minutes, I'll answer it for free. But if it requires us to work together, you commit for three three things. I One is to look at the problem, hit hit the ground running, tweak it, you 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 do your exercise, come back, we tweak it and third you go with God. And once you have the skill, you don't need me. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, ask you what you know, were you locked in a closet at four and work up to the present day. I don't do that. I give you the skill. So I do that
0: okay so womanoeuvres.com I, I would I, I mean I know that you got some courses out there we got to do something in the future if you ever want to make any of those available on like uh in, in like for a limited time so people can see what you do I would even love to peek in on it because I love having these conversations with you and I want to see you in action actually coaching people um it, it's it's really something else so hopefully you get some emails through that website that I have in the uh, in the description of the episode now. Um, if the, is there anything else that you want to put out there before we we talk about this Elon Musk thing and, from a business perspective, and then uh, and then go our separate ways for the evening? Anything else that, that's burning?
2: Uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think what I can gift your audience, and I think I said what I might do is uh, I did a presentation for the Women's Business League, you uh, know you know a few years ago, <clears throat> and it's um uh, you know 45 minutes, and it's on boundary setting. And if you understand what boundaries are, uh, then you can see how it can work on how you can phrase your value and, and be able to uh, and get you, know your triggers mm-hmm. so that when you're triggered, you know how to respond to it rather than react. So um, I'd like to do that I have to think it through though and then I'd make it available for a couple of days and you know people could look at it and go with God you know no
0: problem well you let me know you let mm-hmm. me know and, and and whenever you know what you want to make available I'll just I'll, I'll relay the message I think people are going to be okay. really excited about it I'm sure okay. um, that's uh that's that's that that's that's great you know I, I think the the biggest thing about you that I, I really uh, love Barbara's I, mean, I don't know you're one of those people It's very easy to, to talk to So all of our conversations whether it's about Business and what your, your Work and your experiences or not It's always just been very I don't know Comforting uh, especially your Your faith that's the Biggest wow. thing the, 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 How you really do have A lot of skills that you apply In life and you are a very proactive Person but at the same time you really Do let go and go with the flow
2: absolutely it's incredible to God, attempt. I have friends that have witnessed it and said I didn't witness it until you know I heard you but they witnessed it I'm telling you I, but you know what my daily prayer is I'll share it with the world with the hell? I ask God put me where I'm needed put me where I'm needed and he does simple as that
0: that's it I've heard you say that prayer before yeah that's it well I'm I'm really really happy that you came on tonight Barbara uh, oh, here you Here's the question for you. Um, I sent you the clip. I'll play it again after we get off the, and I go on a little quick break over here. Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk, he's been pretty much uh, they've been he's been getting squeezed by a lot of the biggest mm-hmm. advertising spenders out there, mm-hmm. from IBM to Disney mm-hmm. to whatever. And yep. he pretty much, in so many words, just said, "Go f yourself. I, I don't care." Yep. And and let the world see that you guys colluded to destroy right. a company right. just because you're you're spiteful. Well, what do you think about this whole thing, knowing that? Um, knowing that uh, it, it, it's all the same, it's all the same players. It's all the same alibis. They 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 want to combat hate speech. Uh, we know how broad and how ridiculous that whole term has become. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of Elon Musk, but I I like that Twitter is a is uh, is the the best option out of the big tech options, and that is obviously two. Untamed for them. Uh, what are you thinking?
2: I I I have an anecdote, and then I also have questions. Yeah, All go right. ahead. So let's bring it down to the nitty gritty. Does he own the company? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Does uh, do the advertisers have the right to pay for advertisement or not?
0: Of course, yes.
2: So the answer is yes, and then. <clears throat> There was a third question I lost. Sorry, old age. Um, uh, so he's my opinion. He's, he's planting a flag on a hill. Mm-hmm. So this may be his value system. I don't know. But he's decided this is where he, he's going to die. He, this is the hill I'm going to die on because I believe in it in my heart. He's releasing himself from the outcome. When you release yourself from the outcome, you're, you're, you're living your value. You don't like his outcome? Buy his company. In other words, stay in your swim lane. You know, either we have the right, you know, and, and, and maybe they are extorting him. He's electing, in his mind, not to be extorted. So does he have that right? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do we know, do we know, Either of the players' lives and what are the circumstances that are pushing them towards this, the answer is no. Do I have food on the table? Do I know where my next meal is coming from? Do, am I take caretaking for a, a sick family member? Uh, you know, if I, if, if I have no stresses and this is my biggest stress, God bless me. So, yes, it's drama playing out in front of you but is it in your value circle? Are you gonna bring that into your house for the three hours a night that you're gonna have with your family? Right. The big fat no.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: <clears throat> so here's an antidote, what this looks like in real life. When at my first job from teaching into engineering, I was managing a woman's pool of data entry operators. In an engineering world, we're invisible. I own half a house in tuition loans, and I'm a single parent, my first job. And we had to work late on a Friday night, and this gentleman came in at 3.30, this had to be in Denver Monday morning, it had to go out, emergency, emergency. So there's three or four women that called home, you know, to have their kids taken care of and whatever. And these two guys sat down at a table where they went to 99 and had dinner and were talking about how great the steak was because of my father, disrespect. That went up my nose. Mm. So I went to a male, because I wanted a male's point of view, and he's over my shoulder providing input, and I'm key entering with the rest of them. And I said to him, did you know about this? And he goes, no, and I'm pissed. So I got up and I went to each one of the women and I said, how long, how many, how long will it take you to finish your your batch to be ready for it to go to Denver? And they said, 40 minutes, half hour, half hour. So I said, I'm going to, I'm I'm, going to do something, but I want your word. You'll be here Monday morning at six o'clock to bang this out before 730. They said, you have my word. So I go back to my table and I said, gentlemen, I said, do you see this? Coke can. This woman, that's her dinner. And I don't know what her children are eating. or the rest of these women what their children are eating? But would it, would, it would have been appreciated if you gave us the courtesy of asking if we wanted something to eat. So I said, you know what? I'm going to afford you the same courtesy you afforded us. Ladies, power down. Go home. And I guarantee you that guy popped rollades the entire weekend. So six o'clock comes, the ladies come in, boom, it's wired out to, to Denver. And my boss calls me into his office and he said, so-and-so's boss said, this is what happened. And did that stuff go to Denver? And I said, well, of course it did. And I said, and when was he telling you this? When he was wiping the barbecue star sauce off of his lip? And he starts laughing, my boss. The point is, <laughs> when you stand in your values, you don't care about the outcome. You don't. You release yourself from it. I could have got fired. So then I asked my boss, can I go to that person's boss? And speak to him. He said, yes. I went to that guy and I said, this is a one-off. We can't accommodate it. These women have families. You really need to have your engineers bring it in the Thursday night and we'll guarantee it. Let's make it a win-win. And we never had a problem after that. So it, you know, do you swallow it? Do you speak up? You don't ask, you don't get. I learned that one. So when you stand in your Truth: when you st- right or wrong, no one has to agree with it. you release yourself from the outcome, and that's what I see with Elon Musk.
0: Barbara Go with God. Barbara, I, I'm so happy I asked about Elon Musk because what a way to end the show. that, is a, that was a oh. What an anecdote, an anecdote that I will carry with me throughout the whole weekend, even though I still have I still have one more broadcast night. And I know I'm going to be thinking about that one all weekend. Um, the website is womanoeuvres.com. The de- the link is in the description. I'm so happy you were here with t- us tonight. I look forward to another Sit down with you. We'll we'll figure something else. It's like a broad introduction. Maybe you come on for a a quick hit on a very specific topic in the future. And I hope that you get a lot of feedback from the audience. uh, uh, You know, in in the weeks to come.
2: Yeah, and and you know, um, God bless everyone listening to you, and God bless you and your family. You're providing a service. You you have a calling. We all know that. You've talked about it. So I, I would say to people, listen to listen to your values, and ask, and ask for clarity. You don't have to put a story on something coming at you ask because it could be incorrectly perceived. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, just connect and ask for clarity and, and, you know, and believe in something higher than yourself. I believe in God, but please do that. And we, I think we'd all be better for it.
0: Yes, we will. Thank you so much, Barbara Yates. I can't wait to have you on again, my friend.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Frank.
0: All Love right. You. Good night. Yeah, there you. There she goes there she goes she's gonna have she's gonna she's probably unwrapping in like five lozenges right now what a trooper huh oh man i, I knew I, i've been waiting for this night for a long time because i knew it was going to be good and uh, we're gonna take a really quick break and when we come back it's going to be your calls and we can watch a little bit of the elon musk thing and some other stuff and and yeah uh let's go for it don't go anywhere doing this show man oh it's such a fun dance I hope everybody else is enjoying themselves too I got some things that we can do you know I've got um, I couldn't help but think about someone like Milton Friedman before we go to Elon Musk we might as well do this we don't have any time for calls tonight But between these two I have to go and grab it here is the case... I believe, I would have to imagine that Barbara would wholeheartedly agree with Milton Friedman on the case against equal pay for equal work, all that stuff, and how it takes away the individuality of the worker and their ability to go out there and negotiate on their own behalf and get what's theirs, and to also, on the flip side of things, when you do encounter... An employer who has asked backwards standards as to why they're going to hire somebody just based on sex or based on color of their skin or something shallow that we're always told that that's the reason why that we need one cause or another, because there's just prejudice everywhere waiting to rear its heads. Well, if you are a person who possesses skill, undeniable skill that could only bring productivity and profit to a company. And a employer of, you know, some stripe is going to say, I would rather pay more for shittier work just because of a prejudice, then you should allow him to go and do that. Him or her to go and do that. Why uh, why destroy the free market? Because there are people out there who are willing to destroy their businesses on, a, on, a, on account of their prejudices take a listen to this it's a four minute long exchange this is again uh, a time in our country I wish I was alive for it where where this kind of debate and this kind of dialectic was encouraged and also very very common now, if someone like a Milton Friedman would were to show up at UC Berkeley they, they would they would be burning him in effigy all the Marxists on the outside. Uh, take a listen to this exchange it's one of my favorites and I've, I've watched pretty much everything of his on the internet um, here you go The case against equal pay for equal work.
5: Equal pay for equal work laws are a source of apartheid. You know, the basic source of apartheid in South Africa was the insistence by trade unions on equal pay for equal work. The, equal, the women who go around today urging equal pay for equal work are being anti-feminist. They don't intend to be But that is the effect of their policy, because if there is any activity in which for any reason a male is preferable to a female, or vice versa, the only weapon the less productive sex has is to offer to work for less. And if you deny them that opportunity, you're assuring yourself that you're going to have all male jobs or all female jobs, all white jobs or all black jobs. But aren't you
4: also condemning them to stay that way?
5: Not at all. Not at all. The typical course, if you go back to American history, by taking these low paid jobs, a great many people, not all, but a great many people were able to develop skills and activities, accumulate a little skill, a little capital, a little knowledge, improve their lot, become advanced in the stage, get to a higher level of productivity, and get a higher income. That's been the typical way up the ladder for most of the people who came in here. It was a way up the ladder for my parents, for your parents, or grandparents, or great-grandparents, I don't know which. And that's the way in which, unfortunately, there's no way in which you can immediately propel people to the top of the ladder. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Mr. Friedman, referring to the statements that you made about women who advocate equal pay for equal work. Gee, I thought
5: I'd get a rise out of that sooner or later. Delighted to have it.
0: Um, Yes, okay,
4: I just would like to know if you're insinuating or perhaps, you know, point-blankly saying that...
2: um, women and other minorities' skills are inferior
0: to those of those now holding those jobs and that they need to go through a period where their skills need to be improved and therefore deserve to be paid less?
5: No, I don't think desert has anything to do with it. I'm not, first of all, I think desert is an impossible thing to decide. Who deserves what? Nobody deserves anything. <laughs> Thank God we don't get what we deserve. <laughs> But, but I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying a very different thing. I'm saying that the actual effect of pre- requiring equal pay for equal work will be to harm women. If women's skills are higher than men's in a particular job and are recognized to be higher, the law does no good because then they will be able to compete away and can get the same income. If their skills are less for whatever reason, maybe it isn't because they're se- it's their sex. Maybe it's because they were out of the labor force. Maybe it's for other reasons. And you say the only way you can hi- you are able to hire them is by paying the same wage. Then you're denying them the only weapon they have to fight with. If the unwillingness of the men to hire them is because the men are sexist, uh, are are uh, what's the phrase, racist, uh, sexist pigs or whatever. <laughs> if that's the only reason they want to hire them, nonetheless you want to make it costly to them to exercise their prejudice. If you say to them, "Hmm, you have to pay the same wage no matter whether you hire women or men, then here's Mr. Sexist Pig, it doesn't cost him anything to hire men instead of women. However, if the women are free to compete and to say, well, now look, I'll offer my work for less, then he can only hire men if he bears a cost. If the women are really good as a man, uh, as good as a man, then he's paying a price for discriminating. And what you are doing, not intentionally, but by misunderstanding, when you try to get equal pay for equal work laws, is what you are doing is reducing to zero the cost imposed on people who are, who are discriminating for irrelevant reasons. And I would like to see a cost imposed on them. I'm on your side, <laughs> but you're not.
0: <laughs> I'm on your side, but you're not. That, hey, what what would better describe most of the people who go picketing for one reason or another these days than that? All of them You have to imagine that they think they're doing something good. But everything they ask for is essentially the um the equivalent of being the rooftop dancers on in Independence Day, welcoming the aliens when you're really just welcoming your doom, thinking you're you're being just a a very, very accommodating host. Anywho there's that now i want to go over to elon musk here's a couple of, this is a four minute clip he was sitting down with this guy um i don't know sorkin who's the equivalent of chat gpt trying to reclaim the narrative it's it's just ridiculous uh, the, the first couple of minutes really is all you need from this but i th- i think it's pretty uh it's pretty cool i like hearing it and i understand there too that this, what Barbara was saying, this is, he's planting his flag on a hill and he's saying this is where I'm going to die. And it's not necessarily that, um, that oh, 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 these advertisers are going to take Twitter out. Uh, I, I think this is also really just a, a way of getting it on out there to the world. That, hey, hey, look over here. I don't think that this is going to go away. I think that this is a, uh, a jujitsu move. Ultimately, but I just like seeing somebody standing in their so-called truth um, saying, go to hell. Go to hell. You want to call me an anti-Semite? You want to say we're not going to spend any of our money with you anymore or whatever? This is all besides all the, all the questions about Elon Musk and the things that we've talked about him and his history. That Putting that all aside, just looking at this one thing, I uh, I enjoyed it greatly. Listen to this. And
1: you're clarifying this now, um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a— apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online, there was all of the criticism, there was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope they stop. You hope? Uh, Don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise?
4: No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go (laughs) fuck yourself. Is that clear? I, I, I hope it is. Hey, Bob. If you're in the audience.
0: Well, well let me He's ask. He's the a Bob Iger from Disney right there. ask you then. And he was looking around
1: for him too.
0: <laughs> That's how I feel. Don't about, advertise.
1: How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who, uh, have this view, what do you do? I, I, I understand that, but there's a reality too, right? Yes. No. No. It, it, I, I mean, Linda Jakareno's
4: no, right here, and she's uh, got to sell advertising. Uh, absolutely. So, um, no. No. Totally. totally. So. So. Wh- no. No. Actually, what what this advertising boycott is uh, is is going to do it's, it's going
1: to kill the company. <laughs> and do you think that
0: the? It's hilarious to me because it's just a, it's just awkward in in all the ways that you can just. There was there was a comment in here. Where the hell is it? I hope it's still up to the top. Please, please let it be here. Please let it be here. Uh, wait, where is it? Oh, here you go. Someone named Mark Allen Harris said, "Genius meets bravado meets two hundred billion dollars packaged in Asperger's delivery." Wow, and it's true. It's just it. It, it really is legendary. <laughs> I, I just, I am greatly entertained by it. Uh, it doesn't have any impact on my life um, per se. It's just, I'm greatly entertained.
1: What do you do? Uh, that that, I, I, but,
0: wait. Right, that's, see, that's and, what and they're
1: going
4: to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. I, okay, This then
1: this goes back to we'll, the, we'll both make our cases. Right. And we'll see what the outcome is. What are the economics of that for you? I mean, you, you have enormous resources, so you can actually keep this company going for a very long time. Would you keep it going for a long time if there was no advertising? I mean, if the company fails because of an ad- advertised boycott, it will fail
4: because of an ad- advertised boycott, and that will be what bankrupt the company, and that's what all, everybody on earth will know. But what, what do you think then of the I, I guess, This goes back to the idea exists. of trust, though. Then and it'll I, be gone. And it'll be gone because of an advertised boycott.
0: I, I, you know what? It, it's it's so great, um, because of this Sorkin guy is constantly trying to bring it back to something, uh, tr- trust. Yeah, but it's about trust. You know, of course, it's also about it's about integrity, right? And it's about uh, speech, but only the best kind of speech. We got to get away from hate speech. We got to get away from. We have to be able to. Uh, to be big enough to denounce and to to disavow one thing or another or to admit we were wrong for speaking uh, comfortably about anything here and there when these companies, these giant companies don't like you, you know? And the fact that he's just sitting there saying, well, you know, if there is a, If there's an advertiser boycott and it kills the company, then the company will have been killed by an advertiser boycott. And it's not deviating from anything other than not getting into the melodrama. I I love it. I love that he's just... What a perfectly awkward exchange. I live for this kind of stuff. I really do. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, let's go to the Super Chats, shall we? Stostube says, Simply put, Quite frankly, rocks. Wow. Thank you, Christos. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I don't know if you guys picked it up over there, you Massa- Massachusettsites. Massachusettsans? Massa- Ma- I, don't know if, I don't know. What do you call people from Massachusetts? Massachusettsites. See, we would just say massholes, but I would never say that about the stoobs. Down here in, in New York, we'd say massholes. But you might have heard Barbara has that that Boston, New England accent comes out every once in a while. So you guys are a countryman up there. Jay Britt says, wow, what a dynamo. Barbara Yates is. Thank you, Frank. Knocked another one out of the park. I appreciate it, Jay. I really do. And I'm sure Barbara likes hearing that as well. American Girl 3 says, hi, Frank. Thanks for having Miss Yates on. The power of asking resonates. I heard my hubby negotiate his salary a few times and took note. I took a job that handled several media desks using what I learned. I negotiated base plus highest commission for each desk. For each desk. Wow. See? There are people already kicking ass for themselves and more people who know it can go out there and get it and not wait for some special interest group to cure the problem of the patriarchy because that's the reason why you haven't been handed a, a CEO position somewhere right out of college, you know. Um, it's just great. That's why I love talking with Barbara because it's, it's real empowerment of the individual. It's self-ownership, and she is so such a spiritual, religious person. I love that balance, and there's so much more there. And I, uh, the world would be a better place if it had some mentors like Barbara getting popular. All right, over on Pilled Witchy Poo, thank you. NJSF, thank you. Jesse eight one one three eight. A few from her. Donasar, thank you. Donasar. Is that like a dinosaur, but a dinosaur? C Blanche, coffee talk with Sandra. Sandra. My darling, how have you been? I've been on Sandra's show twice, I think. I had two wonderful conversations with her. Really, really great. And I think she streams on, uh, on Pilled and Foxhole. You should always take a look at some other people who are there doing their thing. Zoso dude plies his trade on Pilled and Foxhole. So there's a, uh, there's a lot of great people there when you're not hanging out on QuiteFrankly.tv uh, watching the Quite Frankly programming. Go ahead and experiment. Jay Sims says, great show. I worked in the corporate world. I wish I had been exposed to her methods. Thanks. It it definitely could be for everybody's to take up on. But, of course, the reason why she concentrates so so much on women is because there are those very big natural differences between women and men. So not only do could men really uh, benefit from understanding how to negotiate on your behalf to establish your worth and know how to leverage your experience and get things better and better and keep moving up the ladder for yourself not only can you can that work for anybody but for women in general to bridge the gap between the sexes as far as how one sex thinks over the other how they uh how they work inside of a you know one field or another compared to women so just to be able to offset those natural differences and be able to see eye to eye and not have Things spin out of control or become too overly emotional or, or convoluted in some way. To understand how both sides communicate differently is huge. It's not patriarchy, especially at this point. It's just terrible communication. Terrible communication. And of course, the complete surrender of responsibility, which is what is really underlying everything in society today is encouraging people from one demographic or another to surrender responsibility to a special interest group that can go out and get life done for you. So yes, men or women get in touch with Barbara if you want to pick her brain, everybody can benefit. Thank you. So, oh, Matt, 1776 is there. Not all he's throwing around subscriptions again. Look at him. Look at him go. That's uh, one of the head honchos there at Foxhole. David Sloan, thank you so much. He claimed Sloney is now a, a, a subscriber because of Matt. Val Hal, thank you. Cave Toad, thanks, Frank. Great guest. Thank you, Cave Toad. You are one hell of a staple in that chat room. Radnack, thank you. Katie Jones, 65. These are all people who are going to be getting unlisted unlisted stream links in their uh, their pilled.net direct messages on Sunday to be part of the Sunday stream. And if they remain if they remain um, subscribers into the new year, then they're also going to be getting those book club links as well. Major Adams says you're not that old Barbara. Oh, no, especially in spirit. I'm telling you she's an adventurer. At the uh, I, I knew I knew everything I needed to know about Barbara when I met her. First 5 minutes talking to her at the uh, at the at the health retreat. Just totally steady. Just steady and open to trying things didn't even blink with that, uh, w- with, the, the ice bath. Like I said, I came here a conquering hero. It's like that. It's like Commodus coming home to Rome in, in, uh, in, in gladiator with, you know, the pomp and the circumstance there. I am in my chariot because of four and a half minutes in the tank. She literally fell asleep. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. She had to be like revived and it, she wasn't passing away either. She was really just that comfortable in the ice water. So um, that is, that's all between the ears right there. All I needed to know about Barbara. And then, of course, I learned everything else. Uh, Zoso dude said, love the direction on that video. Why? Thank you, Zoso. I did my best. Gorbachev took the, took care of the rest. Brewbark, thank you. Uh, Majesty. Ma- last night, I said Magis. Majesty says, hiya, Frank. Thank you, Barbara. Great show. Hello, my dear Franklies. Cave Toad says, go fuck yourself. F you money means F you. (laughs) Jay Jewel says, F you, the call of the people against the psychopaths. And NJSF says, great sequence these last two shows highlighting the power of personal responsibility and language. Yes. Absolutely. It's more than the last two shows. NJSF. Last night we had Dilly on, and you know he's a man that uh, that uses language in a number of ways, but uh, drew out a lot of poignant things out of him last night. Maybe a side of Dilly that a lot of people haven't seen because of all of the uh, all of the you know the barking he does, and. And, and that was really all about you know, outlook and language. And then before that, we had Danny Katz on Tuesday night. That was all about language, especially inner dialogue. So you think about the last three shows, those three, three different people, three different energies, three different approaches. But we're all, we're all settling on the same kind of concepts here. It's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. And I swear to you, I try to plot out weeks that way sometimes, other times it just happens and I don't realize how cohesive the week was until the week is over, you know? And then if it's not this week, it would be something else, it's where I I feel like whenever we program and write the shows, whenever I'm doing that, it never fails that what we do tonight is going to become a prerequisite for understanding something that falls in our laps a couple of days a couple of hours a couple of weeks later it's just always sequential like that and i love surrendering to that process because you can't plan everything you'll go nuts you can't plan everything so that's what i have for you tonight thank you again barbara yates her uh her website is in the description of the episode and i really can't um i can't say enough about this audience you guys are fantastic and I'll be ending the week with you tomorrow and Matt plenty to do I actually got more Elon Musk tomorrow because I want to talk about the Pizzagate stuff that happened this week that we haven't been able to talk about which also following Liz Crokin's tweets about the whole thing and what we just saw about Seth Rich that ties at least she's drawing um lines from um Seth Rich to Pizzagate as well so we can dig around to that tomorrow. I have some other fun things that we can do, and uh, and away we go. So enjoy yourself tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if there's any after-hours programming. We are just uh, we're kind of preparing for December and Christmas-themed stuff, and then making a plan for January and the new year. Um, we might contract a little bit before we expand again because there's big things we have to do, and a lot of time that has to be put into new concepts for the saturday night show our true variety show that we want to be able to start putting together and um, and now we have resources to start assembling new teams so um i I don't know how i will tell you when there's something going on after hours but tonight i don't think there is um we haven't communicated but uh tomorrow is december and um three cheers for that all right that's it good night everybody great to see you as always I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, it's film for our live studio audience. Ho, 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 ho! <laughs> and now our Super Chatters, starting with Stowstube. Jay Brits, American Girl, Brit P. What's going on, Brit? Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody, and the gold pills. Everybody all over the place, tomorrow's another day. Thank you for tonight.
4: And sleep with my wife
2: you
3: will you shut up now yeah.